Well, well hello. hello. Welcome, everybody. Um, well, my dog's just saying hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dog will probably be uh, barking here any minute. Um, well, hello, everybody. Um, we're on break and we wanted to continue doing this because, of course, as probably all of you were, we're on a staycation. Um, it's a working break as we're all spring cleaning and everything yeah. so mr herlin please today miss liberts pardon 70 degrees today oh i can't wait i'm gonna take we're gonna take lots and lots of walks today um so what what did you have on your mind um as well, you're sitting here reflecting at home honestly trying to find it was actually trying to see if i could actually be positive about coming you know coming back with everyone all together again soon yes. finding hope um i would say hope is probably the biggest thing and you know trying to find hope as the article that we're going to talk about really was perfect in schools finding hope at a hopeless time yes so, and for me that's something that i learned a lot from the article because i mean not that i my wife my wife would tell you that i tend to be a little pessimistic sometimes but um so for me i think it was really a good learning experience about how hope can be really something that can set goals for the future. It can help you be positive at a, at a time like now where it feels so hopeless after over a year of this pandemic. Yeah, and I think with kids coming back full time and preparing them to do that, um, it's good to have this research in our wheelhouse. And so like this research, um, looks at hope in a really measurable um, way. And, and they, they say, um, the, the, the article is actually written by Nora Fleming. And she says that hope is measurable and it's a learnable skill. Um, and it's something that we have to practice. So we're gonna, we're gonna talk about that today. And I, I love it for thinking about coming back to school. Yeah, and it, what was really interesting is um, she had talked about how, you know, a lot of the storms that were in Texas and in the South, you know, how pretty much everything was wiped out. And when, you know, this virtual school was off the grid, so to say, that um, for her, she had to kind of change her thinking to say, you know, to her students, what's the first thing you're, you'll do when things return to, in quotes, normal? You yeah. Know, so, and didn't it take you back to when we were remote? Um, because some kids fell off the grid. We didn't know yeah, if they it was like, yeah, they literally disappeared and it, and it was like, um, we didn't know if it was because of access or they weren't able to show up for whatever reason. Yeah. And I, I really identified with this teacher because the only way to connect with them was through email, um, when we were using, um, what was the Remind app through mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and then finally it got to be one point where I just wrote letters to every single kid that I was teaching. Um, and actually that brought some kids back. So. Yeah, and I, like for me, um, I just think like, and I, I think for all of our listeners and for myself and you, I think, 
the big question which resonated with me and I know with you, what can educators do to instill hope in students? Yes. Especially, and this is the big part that hit me, especially when many of us, including myself at times, I'll be honest with you, you know, feel hopeless themselves, you know, and so it's yeah. just, I think that is so intriguing and got, you know, so thought provoking, you know, what can I do as an educator to help students and what can you do? What can we all do when we might feel a little bit like oh, ourselves? Right. Um, because they're, they're saying that there's reported upticks in youth depression, anxiety, um, suicide attempts, sadly. Um, and, and it will be important once we come back and in our slow transition back, um, to be thinking, we know that we're going to, to have to help kids social, socially and emotionally. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, yeah, what, what, what can we do? I think the biggest takeaway for me, um, one of them was that we don't want to just be optimistic Pollyannas, um, but we, we really want to show them that hope is learnable. It's something that they have to practice. Um, and children, we know that it's good for kids because they have a higher self-esteem when they're hopeful. Um, they have better grit. It's that grit, right? Yep. Yeah. They're likely to to set and achieve goals and it it cultivates resiliency. So um well, what are some things that we can do then ultimately? Um well there's <laughs> one thing was that uh we we don't wanna be sweeping it under the rug. So if something has really happened to them, like they've had, they've experienced loss of loved ones or people in their family have been sick from COVID or they're just sad about a current way that we're doing school and we're all living our lives that we don't want to just start talking about, you know, I don't want to bust out Shakespeare at that moment like, and um, you know what home. Yeah, you know what hit <laughs> home with me with that too? Was, you know, January 6th when, you know, the attack on the Capitol. Yeah. And remember how um, at school the night we were, everyone was kind of like, what do you say about that? In fact, I think we had a, either a faculty meeting or, or an, an email. email for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I felt strange. Like I felt like I needed to say something. Sure. But it kind of reminded me, like, in the article that she was talking about, like, after 9-11, some students, I guess, in many schools came home and said, we're talking about the War of 1812, but what about, you know, 9-11 that just happened? You know, we're, it's kind of making school less relevant to them. Yeah. Which is a danger. I I think so. I, I mean, and I, I think that's what I've heard a lot of from kids is like, why aren't we... Why aren't we talking about this more? Right. You know or how they feel. Like you know, Miss Fantuzzi, uh, another ELA teacher like yourself. Mm-hmm. I think she does a good job at. Um, and I don't. And forgive me. I don't know if you do the same thing or not. But you no, know, it's being, fine. Being next door to her, uh, she does those Friday feels, and I think that's kind of a. That's kind of reminds me of that, right? You know. They right. Get that out. 
Yeah. And I mean, for me, um, I do a lot of writing prompts because okay. some kids will, it's great to be an English teacher because they, they will, you know, pour their heart and soul out onto the page. Um, and so uh, that's how, and, and then I'll invite people if they want to talk about what they've written and that can spill into a dialogue, but then kids get it out, but they don't have to share if they're not comfortable with that. Yeah, I mean, she says, you know, when it makes sense, kids can't solve problems if they feel stuck and overwhelmed. Right. And, and I wonder, in a high school, maybe at a middle school level would be okay, but I, like, even at a middle school level, like a worry, they suggested things like a worry box or it's like in younger grades, a worry monster. But like, yeah. a, would a worry box <laughs> really work in our school? I don't know. I would be worried that that a kid <laughs> <Ironically>. <laughs> that that a kid might get it. I like the anonymous Google Doc yeah. instead. Or so she says that you create this Google Doc where kids can freely vent their frustration, and and then and then what we could do is from those Google Docs we might brainstorm coping strategies. Or if you see and something so, as a so, thing, you could bring the counselors in even. Yeah, and I think with with that, like then then the kids see in real time us working to solve problems together. Like that they can work with an adult to solve problems, that they don't have to solve it on their own. Like I, I really liked that uh, suggestion. Well, yeah, I mean, and then within that, this is kind of something it reminded me of something I need to do more of. I do this, but not as much as I should, I don't think. Like, share success stories. Yep. Kind of like try to have in your lessons, people have overcome tremendous hardships. Like, yeah. you know, Thomas Edison with the light bulb. For, you know, I mean, how many thousands of times, you know, did he have to experiment and fail? So, yes, right. that, that was kind of an important thing, like, as a sort of like a reminder for me to, to try to do that. Right. And and I feel like with you, with history, um, they, they even had a moment in time yeah. exercise mm -hmm. um, and and to kind of have them tell a story about how what happened and then how they got through that. Well, or if they didn't cool. get through it in the way that they wanted to, they could imagine um, they can imagine, OK, if they had to do it again, what would they do this time? Right. You know, yeah. so they, so that they're kind of working through it. And there was a there's a book. It's called um, Thrivers, the surprising reasons why some kids struggle and other kids shine. Um, and it's by Michelle Borba. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's just a good resource um, that, that I, I kind of want to look at that um, my own self, yeah, you know, sure. just to see like to get ideas for them. Yeah. So like, so again, just to kind of recap this first part, some adjustments that we can make as educators and teachers to help bring a sense of hope for students and, and ourselves is that don't sweep it under the rug, share yep. those success stories, and making history. Think yes. about those times in the past, like the flu, the, you know, the pandemic before, and what, what yes. success stories there that we could apply today. What about and, then, and then I think that we, in order to make it measurable for them, um, I think that's a good first step because you get them talking about it yeah. and then it makes sense that the next step would be shifting their mindset so that they can start to pin down some measurable hopes and those will lead to like more specific goals and I know that you loved this 
quote when they were talking about the goal setting versus hope hope setting kind of mm-hmm. um, that I, I was hoping that you would share. Um, yeah, the, um, at the very yeah, sort of at, at the end of the article was talking about how it's possible to fail at a goal, but you can't fail at a hope. Start with hope first. So yeah, just, and I, again, I, even before when we were pre-playing the show here, um, it, I had to read it a couple more times just to say, huh, what's, so what's the difference between a hope and a goal? Aren't they the same? And I like the way, what you said. You yeah, the, I think, I think that the goal is measurable. So if I want to lose, you know, 30 pounds, then I can look at the scale and measure every week how close I'm getting to that goal but a hope is different because it's it's fluid you know it, it's it's more it's more dreamy in a way yeah, yeah so, um, so if you're like sorry I get excited no it, so if you're like kind of down and out or you're sort of discouraged I guess and that could be for adults too it, it helps you it helps revive you I know it helps revive me giving that like thinking in the future futuristically or you know yes and so like what i've done with kids in this capacity is like have them create a vision board oh okay okay so like so so like they create like these huge vision boards and i give them categories but they can fill in images Mm -hmm. um in their vision board we could call it a hope board because it's it's similar but it's like, what are some things that they want in their life? Um, and then and then they can start to visualize that and, and put some pictures to that. Um, well, and yeah, then, go sorry, ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. No, well, I just was saying, it kind of reminded me of just being able to ask the right questions, right? To mm-hmm. have them, you know, think, what do, I, what do I hope for in the future? What do I hope for today? Um, you know, journaling. So. Yes. Um, and then the other thing is it has to be practiced. So I, I watched this Ted talk, um, by Tim urban and it's called inside the mind of a master procrastinator. And I thought it was a good balance to, um, to talking about hope because it's one thing to talk about it and to plan and to make your vision board. But there's a certain point at which it has to be practiced. Not procrastinated. (laughs) Yeah, you can't procrastinate because in in the end of it, um, just to make the the long talk short, uh, he, you know, he he does this life calendar and he's like, he's like, how do you want to live each day? You know, so like we can ask kids what, 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 what they want to have happen when things are normal and it's good to have that as a spark um or, or jumping even, off point or even, or even today you know like when we get back on monday next week you know i mean try you know like again asking them what are you hopeful for today you know i mean it's a, you know it's just a yes you know today and, I, today comma i hope written or verbal or you know yeah just a, just a conversation what do you hope for today and it's like don't procrastinate thinking about oh this is going to be something in the future um because it because we want to do things on a daily basis because who knows what normal is going to be you know well, myself included we're so often for the instant gratification 
as he said, yes. gratification will be easy and fun. Yes. And, and oftentimes you can put it off. Oh, you know what? I'll I'll start. And I've done this many times, which oh, frustrated yeah. myself. Like, oh, I'll Me start too. my diet next week after the weekend. So you know. Yes. So just, and I'm thinking, you know, over months and years of that, you put off long-term, you know, hopes and goals there. You know. So yeah. I think it's something that really, yeah, kind of resonated with me too. Yeah, and I, I, it resonated with me as well. And I like the fact that you, um, you know, that that it can be practiced. Like, if you, if you have a, if you have, if you're writing down something that you're hopeful for every day, and then you can see how that one little thing came true. You know. Um, Maybe it's like interacting with a new friend or, you know, we could talk to them about what those would look like. How can you make that happen? And and if you're able to accomplish that, just like you said, it just feels so much better, you know? You know, it's disappointed in yourself or disappointed about how things are going. Yeah, you, you got to ask the right questions and then ultimately you got to set the goals of having accountability. And that's where I think especially in your um, with the LA I, like you mentioned earlier I think it's pretty it's it's might be easier to have them like even watch that that TED talk um, being a procrastinator and yep. then, you know having them set some some goals for the future and then kind of setting deadlines and then having them present to keep them accountable yeah like even I, I liked how um, I could do I could do the video and then we could do like hope collages you know right. Um, and then have them, like you said, talk about it. Um, because then you can just say, oh, well, it's a theme and my images are evidence, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really, I was so glad that you sent this to me because I think that it has a huge opportunity for impact, which is what the yeah. last part of the article was about, is like, what, what is that going to... How will it impact kids? And because um, frankly, it's it's tough to think optimistically. We had a conversation. Well, we did a podcast on it uh, about how sometimes that overly people that are overly optimistic and positive makes you want to scream. Yeah, it's like oh, toxic. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like, how do you think optimistically about the future with so much going on? Like, oh, now we got the variants are increasing. Oh, we're gonna. 20 people in the classroom again um you know oh are they going to actually clean you know not that they don't I'm just, you know what i mean like all these things oh come in your yeah. head oh and, absolutely and and you know other countries are shutting down i mean i i'm i'm with you entirely oh. and i we want to be able to i think for our own selves see like we want to make a difference you know i mean it's 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 one thing to do something for yourself but if you can give it to other people um it's just going to make for a more livable environment and one of of my you know i was doing some planning for uh, next week you know with my eighth graders and and what i guess correct me if i'm wrong but one of the things they suggested here was to help combat the feelings of powerlessness yes give them students a sense of regaining control and kind of feel more hopeful and so Things like um, choose the activities to complete. Yes. Passions, interest, having a second chance to improve. So 
I kind of dusted off and improved one of my playlists. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. It's like yeah. we could use, I, I'm so looking forward to using the playlist again because then they can pick and they have, it empowers them to like finish, you know, what they want to work on for their own yeah. education. So I'm thinking if, if the research shows that in a time of like this that can maybe help improve some of their optimism and hope by just giving them a little things like I want to choose this activity or I want to, you know, talk about this or that, then why not? Why not do that? Exactly. I, I, um, I'm here for that. Um, at the end, uh, at the end of the day, I think, I mean, I know that as educators, we have a lot on our plate content wise, but I think that during like Christy Ford said at the end of the article, Oh yeah, it was great. During during dark times, I need a model um, strong and con- I need to model strong and consistent behaviors for my students, even if I'm struggling with the same frustrations and sense of hopelessness myself. That's leadership. Because, That's leadership. Yeah, yeah. You have you got us as a as teachers. We you know, and we have this in in our leader. Right? He's always saying we got this. And we don't know how we're gonna, <laughs> how, we're gonna <laughs> how we're always gonna do it. But um, but the key is to yeah to have that sense of hopefulness. And one of the things is to kind of wrap up too that I was thinking in the article too was that, and this is so important for me because you I mean you know me well enough I can be an anxious person or worry, you know, stupid things like that. Not stupid, but you know, I get whatever. We all can. But, yeah. But yeah. It, things, it is. It is. It helps remind me of though, is trying to, to be steadfast, trying to find those little sparks or those hints of hope and, yeah. and just remind myself. And this is why it's important sometimes to save those cards or things you get, you know, and reread those like that we have all made an impact and, and try to remember that especially, you know, during these times. So I thought that was really huge for me to, re- to help remind me to be, you know, to be, you know, to be a leader for my own students, you know, and and just remember those, that it's not all what bad. There are, there are some good things there. And, mm-hmm. and as I say, this, as history has shown, you know, this too shall pass, so. We just, we just have to keep keep on keeping on and try to be hopeful through it and just recognize that there's going to be an ebb and a flow you know times when things are going to get tough and times when things are going to be great and um and both both are okay you know because even the dark times are going to cultivate those resiliency skills and um, because it's tough when you're not in control and, and there's many things in life you can't control. Yeah, I like. <laughs> yeah, I like how this gave gave uh, gave hope by by having like some tangible. Yes. Um, measurable, um, and tangible activities that you can do with kids and that you could even do for yourself as an educator. Yeah, it's such a huge skill that we all have to work at in practice. I think I think the hope talk for this week is like it's left perfect. Me yeah, it's let me hope. Yeah, talk. I good yeah. good good pick. I love it. Well, well I thanks hope the rest work. of you guys. Yeah, I hope the rest of our, you know everyone can take some out of it too. Yes, and I hope you have a great. Um, I hope that 
you find hope this week um, to our audience and you have a wonderful rest of the break if you're on break and holiday, whatever holiday you're celebrating this week. Um, but thanks, Mr. Holland, for Thank you. dusting off the chalk. And have a great rest of the week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Oh, thank you.